0: Today's episode is something that is universal, our capacity for fear. The conversation in the episode really focuses on how to have a healthy relationship with fear, knowing that it is a part of all of us and can actually be a very helpful part. Fear, of course, is our safety mechanism. It's what alerts us to something that poses some danger for us. So for an entrepreneur who has maybe a fairly complicated relationship with risk, folks can either be used to overriding their fear response and ignoring it, tuning it out and not listening to it. That can have some pretty challenging consequences. Or we can be hyper attuned to fear where we are really aware of potential dangers and constantly absorbing them and trying to plan around them, work through them That can also have some challenging consequences. So how do we strike a balance? How do we have a healthy relationship with fear? That is the subject of today's conversation. I hope that it serves you and is interesting to you. One of the ways that I have worked through fear is on the flying trapeze. I have a very real fear of heights that I work with pretty consistently as I train um, as an amateur trapeze artist. And one of the things that I love to do is to invite entrepreneurs to join me on the trapeze. It's like a real life in vivo laboratory for our fear response, how we talk to ourselves about fear and how we work through it. So if that is interesting to you, hey, please reach out to me or my team. I have a circus event scheduled for November, as well as a retreat that's focused on grief in December. And I'm always happy to put together things for you individuals or for teams that help to use movement, maybe especially the flying trapeze because it's so good at this conversation with fear. So thanks so much for listening and don't hesitate to reach out if I can be helpful. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. I am going to talk with you about how to have a better relationship with fear. A lot of entrepreneurs have a somewhat conflicted relationship with fear. Fear gets a bad rap. There's sort of this belief that if you have fear within you. If you live with fear, then you're maybe weak or not tough enough to be an entrepreneur. You are afraid of risk. And so maybe you don't quite have what it takes to lay it out on the line and accomplish amazing things. I don't think that's quite true. In fact, today I'm wearing my favorite fear related sweatshirt. You all have one, right? Some people read this as fearless, as in I am fearless. I actually read it as fear less, Fear is a part of us. It is a really important mechanism within our biology that helps to keep us safe, helps us be aware of danger, helps us to know where we are at the edges of our competence what is maybe safe or comfortable for us. So when we have a fear reaction in our bodies, it's usually accompanied by an elevated heart rate, maybe get a little sweaty, maybe a little hot, maybe your breath is faster. It's very much a hardwired process that lets our minds know, caution, something maybe isn't safe. Pay attention, be careful, go slow, be aware. So I am actually a big fan of this process. I think that fear mechanism is incredibly important in keeping us safe, in alerting us to danger. And we often, in the entrepreneurial circles, are used to just overriding it. Doing things in spite of fear, doing things in the midst of fear, is often called courage also very important to our lives as humans and as entrepreneurs. So what's the relationship with fear then? If we want to have fear, we find it helpful as a safety mechanism, but we don't always wanna listen to it because sometimes our bodies, Sense of safety is, you know, stay at home in bed under the covers, cuddle in with the dog all day, which is awesome, but isn't going to move us forward in our lives or in our business. So we have to do some things. We have to walk around the world with some amount of fear in a way that we can be comfortable with. So the first tip that I have for a healthy relationship with fear is first of all, like, listen to it, notice it, be aware of when fear is arising within you and give it enough space such that you pause and ask what it's about. What is it warning you of? It's kind of like the check engine light in your car. If you absolutely ignore it all the time, that's gonna be highly problematic. But I don't know about you, I have a Volvo, my car is very, very sensitive, so sometimes the check engine light is on for things that aren't really dangerous, that's just like maybe potentially in two weeks your tire air pressure is gonna be a little bit low. But I have to do the work to sort of ask that question, to think. What does this check engine light mean? What does this fear mean? Why is it coming up? And what does it have to teach me? So, again, first lesson in fear is just give it a little space. Don't be so active in suppressing it that you don't give it a little bit of a moment to communicate what it might be trying to protect you from. My second tip is actually. To talk to your fear, have a conversation with the part of you that is afraid afraid of making that pitch, afraid of making that hire, afraid of making that investment. Give yourself the benefit of believing that your fear is well meaning and therefore deserves a Reasonable explanation if you're going to overwrite it. So first, listen to it. Second, talk to it. Have a conversation. Maybe this is your journaling practice where you're writing down. I'm afraid. However, I'm moving forward because. And then you list out the reasons that you think that though fear has helpful intentions, it is not going to have the final word in this particular decision. The third strategy or thing that is helpful in refining your relationship with fear is to help it be iterative. So, when you gather some new data, when you take a risk and it pans out, come back to your fear and remind your fear hey, I did this thing. I made this investment. I had this conversation. I fired this employee. I was scared of it. And look, it turned out okay. So, when that happens, you're almost like you're an AI bot and you're refining your algorithm. You're coming back to the things that you were afraid of or to the fear response that happened inside of you and you're making an adjustment. You're letting yourself know, okay, maybe in the future, we don't need to be so afraid of this kind of threat or this potential risk. Let your fear mechanism become more accurate over time by giving it that feedback loop. Again, this is sort of a weird process, but it's something that can happen in your journaling practice. Once again, if you're writing down the things that you were afraid of, but the decisions that you made anyway, and then going back and completing that, closing the loop, closing the feedback loop, it's your body and brain's mechanism of learning, of integrating new data, so that you can more finely hone when you should get nervous and when you shouldn't. This can help you come to fear less, not be fearless, but just less. One last thing that I want to say about fear is that there is a relationship between our performance, our ability to step up our effort, and the intensity of the fear that we're experiencing or the stress that we're experiencing. So if you are elevated, right, you're under some pressure, there's some anxiety, there's some like, ooh, I don't know if I can do this that tends to enhance your performance in some conditions, in some situations, up to a certain point. So this principle I'm talking about is called the Yerkes-Dodson principle, and it's a beautiful bell-shaped curve that, that maps out the relationship between fear, anxiety, and performance. So if you are performing something that you've done a lot of times, like maybe you're an athlete and you have some solid skills in basketball or baseball or whatever, usually The presence of an audience, something that ups the stakes or ups the ante, increases your performance. It helps you to really level up. This is not necessarily true for a task in which it's new to you. You don't have a lot of proficiency. Usually then that elevated level of physiological reactivity within you, that fear inside of you, tips you over to where your performance isn't very helpful. So all that to say, I won't do much of a deep dive into the research around this, but fear can be helpful to you. It helps you to know when something is really important and it helps you to hone in and focus on what needs doing. So as an entrepreneur, don't, don't just stuff down fear. Don't ignore it. Don't override it. Listen to it. Use it. Let it help you be more effective at doing the things that you want to do to move your business forward. You can also find more information about the psychological side of entrepreneurship at zenfounder.com and learn more about how my team and I can support you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast.